0: ghouls and ghoulettes to the first in a series of Toba specials. Case vials dug up, especially to thrill and chill. Beginning in 1347, the Black Plague cut short the lives of nearly 20 million Europeans. Entire towns wiped out by the devious disease. One of the hardest hit was the idyllic city of Venice almost half of the population of the then city-state was exterminated. In the centuries that followed, Venice, having learned some costly lessons, turned some of its islands into places of exile and death for those unfortunate enough to be suspected of contracting the cruel contagion. One of these islands not only has a history of plague and pestilence, but also as the legend goes, was the final stop for many afflicted with maladies of the mind. This case file joined the furious as they delve into the deadened in gondola with grave misgivings about visiting the Venetian Isola della Morte, also known as Povelia Island. Hehehehe! <laughs>
1: Welcome to Spooktober with Alien Theorists Theorizing Case File 207,
2: Pavilion Island. I'm Braden.
3: I'm Zell. I'm Dan.
2: Uh <laughs> And I was told we were wearing costumes, which we honestly... I feel
3: underdressed.
2: underdressed. <laughs> I thought that was the plan. Didn't we talk about this? Yeah,
1: we did talk about this.
3: Oh. Okay, well, about <laughs> I, miss, I, I missed the memo. Oh,
2: hold oh, on.
1: Can, can you just hold on? I wasn't... Uh I wasn't prepared for the optics of, of this costume you're wearing.
2: Can we do the intros again? I want to introduce myself as Spider-Man. That would have been better. I blew it. Uh, no. uh how did you did you order that mask? Uh yeah, no. It's I got it from a kid, but it fits me, so it's perfect.
1: It's uh it's spectacular. It's
2: phenomenal it's spectacular Spider-Man.
4: Yeah. That's amazing. I That looks great. Thank I'm ashamed you. of myself for not coming up with something equally as cool. It should be. I couldn't yeah. find my Dungeons Master cloak. I don't know where you do that.
2: Well, luckily, we have a few more case files for October, so I'll expect you boys to grow up.
1: Yeah. I, well, I got something special for the next one. Why? I'm wearing this. This is cool. What well, you
2: did bring your chindo to record here, so that's good.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it
4: does look like a chindo. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Upside down balls on top there. What's what is this yeah. thing? Look oh, at that. There we go. He's back. Oh no! There he's. Uh, oh.
2: Wait, you're still you're still wearing a
4: costume. Or are we going to cycle? You got a fucking neckbeard
2: filter just... on. What's going on with that?
4: Yeah. What's up with the neck it's beard?
2: The neck beard? <laughs> That's pretty big neck beard. Pretty good neckbeard. I'd say. Pretty, pretty good. Get your oats cooking in the back there.
1: It's exciting. Yeah. Right behind my green screen. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyways, it's, Spooktober we're gonna do. Four spooky case files, you know, all month leading up to uh, Halloween, Pavalia Island. I, you know, this is. Uh, I feel like anytime we talked about a haunted place, one of the most haunted places <laughs> in all the
4: world. No, but this one, legit.
3: This
4: is this is legit. <laughs> this
3: one for sure. This one is the one. This is the one. one. This is the one.
4: <laughs> I listen. I.
2: The first thing that comes to my mind when we talked about this, it's like it has to be scary. Has to be extremely scary because, like, these are Italian people we're talking about. Italian people are not scared of shit. They're so indifferent about everything. Like, you, they're the most badass people I've ever met. So, this these ghosts have to be especially scary because all I can picture in my head is being like, "I am Giorgio, the ghost of Poveglia Island. Hey, You're not a very scary ghost. Oh no, I'm a very scary ghost. Nah, you're not a very scary. <laughs> well, I'm gonna come and hey, get you. Why you scare me? Hey." I'm gonna come and get you, huh? A lot of hand gestures, all that. Yeah, it's- like, yeah, oh, you're not very scary, <laughs> You know, like, I just, I feel like you have to be extremely scary to scare these people. I terrifying, mean, you'd probably, you, yeah,
3: you'd be true. It's also set; it's an actual island, so that's also pretty spooky. That it is, a, it is just an island. Like, once you're there, you can't get off. You're so, so you're far. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. This tale
1: is
2: carrying some weight. It is, in fact, an island. <laughs> an island shaped like a fucking the Wi-Fi symbol. You notice that? Or like an e- giant explanation, uh, Mark? It's weird. I thought it looked like the Spotify symbol.
4: That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's kinda. Of, it, oh, really? it if it had two canals, it would be the Spotify symbol.
3: It's cool. It is a uh it is a very small island, uh, for sure. Uh this thing's only 17 acres. Uh, You know, a 17-acre area only covers about that much. Uh, This is a little outside of Venice in the southern little lagoon area, in this you know, in the northeastern part of Italy. Now, I can't for sure say how long the. The island has actually been habitable. Like people have actually lived on it. I think the first time it was ever mentioned in actual print is when, in the early fifth century, where people who were fleeing from Alaric the Goth and Attila the Hun actually were sent there to to settle the island itself. So at least since then, probably we've had people there. Yeah, and this part. This is just part of like the Venice like
4: lagoon chain. There's like 50 islands, and this is
3: this is, is this yeah, the smallest. It's
4: is just the smallest one, or
3: it's one of the smaller ones. I think it's one of the it's, yeah. it's one of the smallest ones. It's not very big. The island itself, uh, after being you know settled by the refugees from the the Goths and the Huns uh, during the War of Chioggia, uh, that was being fought between Venice and Genoa, which has a pretty crazy history. If anybody wants to look up that, like the war between the the Genoese and the Venetians, like that shit's off the charts. Pretty neat, but. That war began in 1379, and officials actually forced the residents of the Povelia Island to move to a different island in the Venetian Lagoon. So then they had to abandon the island itself. And then they built an actual octagonal fort, and I think that's what you guys see at the bottom, like that little... Like at the, at the southernmost part of it, there's like that little part that sets... Okay. That sets aside like right there. It's just a tiny like you can't. There's not an actual fort there now. You just see the ramparts. So, so you're you just saying see like there's the a walls.
2: You're saying there's a, an abandoned fort on this island. So that's one of the fucking spooky triangle. We all know you need to have a haunted fort.
3: Yes. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. And so for almost two centuries, the island actually stayed unpopulated, uh, despite the government's best efforts to try to get it repopulated or resettled. They even offered to have monks from central Italy actually <laughs> come and move to the island in the 1500s. Trying to bribe people to get to, get to this island? Okay. Yeah. So Pavilia Island has is, definitely been on my radar for a while. It has been, I, I've heard of it and and, you know, the ghost... Ghost lore and and paranormal circles, where we kind of well, it's the one of the most haunted times.
1: places
2: in the entire world. Of course, it's been on our radar. How many times have we said that in the fucking two hundred <laughs> some case files we talked about? <laughs>
1: well, Anytime time we talk about a haunted place,
4: it's, well, it is one of the most haunted places. We're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, yeah, we're we're I like yeah, we're not wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Where I mean, it depending lists. on
3: who you ask, I suppose. Like, <laughs> I don't. I I don't think we've actually nailed down the criteria as what what comprises a a, a solid haunting. You have to have a spooky triangle,
2: which we have one of them already. We have one We have one, we have Haunted Fort, yes. Yeah, okay.
3: Yeah, all right. Okay, we got that. So... as many people, if you're a history buff or whatever, you'll know that one of the worst things ever to happen to Venice uh, and most of Europe was the bubonic plague oh. that f- began in to take root in Italy about 1347 in Sicily and kind of worked its way up uh, and had spread all the way to Venice in 1348. A year later, dude, if we we think we had a bad with COVID.
2: Well, it's kind of timely to talk about this, and I don't even know why. Listen, you know what? COVID is so yesterday. It is October. We are dealing with the pandemic right now, Zell. It's yeah. bigger and more fucking <laughs> well, nefarious. smaller. That's the yeah. problem. More exactly. insidious. Yeah, like it's just this. <laughs> yeah. is, come on, now we got anti-snackers running around all over this fucking place.
4: It's getting out of control. Yeah.
3: It's getting out of control. Shrinking our candy uh, every year. My
1: body, my choice, my candy. Do my, your my calories,
4: my calories. Don't you deprive me <laughs> yeah, of those calories. My potty, yeah.
1: my <laughs> calories, my candy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Every, every year, it's like a broken record. Wake up sheeple.
4: Do your research. That's all I can say. Do you have the candy from last year you're going to compare? Yeah, we'll do it at the end of the month. And Perfect. if you don't
2: know what we're talking about, Google YouTube, and there's tons of fucking research you can find on there. Whatever you want to know, <laughs> just Google yeah. it. And it's all over that place. Tons of sources. It's great. And then every video actually leads to another good video and another one and another one. And eventually you get to flat Earth, but that's fine. It's all part of the Kit. I pandemic. have
1: I have, just so everyone's aware, I know this is off topic now, but it's on topic because it's October. I have uh, a Kit Kat from 2019, mm. a Kit Kat I, from 2020 I don't believe it. I in don't my believe freezer. It. I don't believe it. And I will I'll I'm gonna I'll go this week and I'll buy a pack of candy and then what I'll do is maybe next case file live at the end, I got the
4: little scale. You got a little and uh, we'll weigh them. Like a nice digital like drug scale.
1: Yeah, and we'll weigh them, right?
4: Live. To show you
2: what big candy's doing to y'all. And you guys need to understand how painstaking this research has been for Braden. All right. This man has had candy <laughs> that he's not been able to eat for a year. <laughs> Guys, been sweating this shit out for a year straight. <laughs> you need to appreciate the sacrifice that BJ che- Cheeks is making for the Theorites. Yeah, for the good of research, all, all for you. Yeah, it's
4: big.
3: It's right, sorry, sorry. Right. Go ahead, Dan, quick tangent. So back to our but hold real- on, the,
1: I, I had a question about the bubonic plague. Actually, <laughs> sure. okay. so the bubonic yep. plague, I, I watched a couple of videos, but this one video is, I'm guessing, like you would get like boils and lesions all over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because the video I watched, the death. guy just said that it, it was a legit serious video about talking about the bubonic plague and Pavilion Island. But anytime he talked about the bubonic plague, he would just say, and then they would have boo-boos all over
3: boo-boos oh, boo-boos, boo-boos. boo-boos yeah is what they would call that's it, like oh, okay yeah. so
1: I, I thought I was I thought I was like when he, I just kept hearing boo-boos and I was like what the fuck is this guy talking about it's like
3: boo yeah no it's it's, that's it's, real it's a term to refer to like boils ah, and things okay. like that yeah. swollen lymph yeah. nodes
2: and all that type of shit yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. gross Hit me I'm
3: stupid but yeah, so uh, two of the the places that were hardest hit by the uh, bubonic plate, according to historians, is probably Venice and England, I think, were the two hardest hit. And then, you know, the rest of Europe. And there's really oh. good reason for that. Like
2: Venice was particularly susceptible due to the fact that it was a major trading port for Europe, right? So people all around the world would regular do- regularly dock Bringing with them, you know, little did they know, like an invisible disease with them, which most likely, as we know, came from the Mongols when they invaded Europe. So Venice was a huge hub for the trading, the disease outbreaks. Um, Venetians were actually credited for creating the modern quarantine system, which comes from the uh, Italian word "correnta," which means forty. So what they would do is they would detain people on their ships. Up to forty days to make sure that they were clear of whatever illness, or they'd be fucking dead on their boat.
4: Was that? So, the, sorry, was the? Would the? Did the bubonic plague have like a forty-day period where it could like sit dormant? Or that was just
3: they nope. did that was just the just in case number.
2: <laughs> that was just the just in case, like I, you'd probably be fucking dead within forty days. So they're like, hey, if they're still if they're dead on their yeah, ship. I think
3: and, and some of the worst cases, like if you had it or you were showing signs, you died within like a week. No, but I like,
4: but I mean if you had it but you weren't showing symptoms, could it like stay dormant for a while? Or did it like once you got it, it just pop right up?
3: No, it's not
2: like a, it wasn't kind of like a silent killer. Like with COVID you'd be like, Oh, you can be, you can be asymptomatic Asymptomatic. and like, no, you have the plague. You got the fucking plague and you knew you, you know, you have the plague. I'm not, I'm not not, not saying
4: asymptomatic. I'm saying like, if you got the plague, does it take two weeks to show up or does it like get it right away and just boom, you're toasted?
2: That's a great question. So I'll probably have to do a little Hmm. research on that, buddy. All right. I don't know.
4: I thought you were, um, I, just, I just figured you expert on all, all.
2: well, <laughs> like I, you know what, in my 10 year career with <laughs> in emergency medicine, I have not ran into a single person. Luckily, plague. You haven't seen, on one, you haven't Knock seen on one? One. No. One, one plague on wood. victim, yes, one yeah. plague victim <laughs> no in Canada. Shit. You
3: haven't seen one? Amazing. Not one. I mean, pretty close hey, working on the uh, downtown East side. There's some places, places where <laughs> the bubonic plague is making a comeback. <laughs> no, like, it's they're terrifying, which is disturbingly enough. That's true. It's I don't even believe it exists. I've never seen it. that's, Oh,
2: okay. So, as we were talking about, so you're making these people quarantine in their boats for 40 days. Now, all of a sudden, this turns into a pandemic. The plague is ransacking Europe, Venice, especially, like Dan said. So, at this point in time, Povelia is abandoned. So, they turned the island of Povelia into kind of a quarantine community. So, there would be non-stop shipments of the dead and dying, you know, night and day being brought to Pavilia. Even those with, like, super mild symptoms, um people who potentially had the plague, but they didn't know for sure they brought them. We're talking like fucking bodies being burned. We've got people who are sick and probably too sick to protest being burned alive because they're like, well, you know, toss them on on the fucking fire here. Let's get rid of these guys. Um, Well,
1: and and like from the sounds of it, it's like you sneezed and they're like, Paveli Island just threw you off the boat, like right (laughs) on there. And it's like- how many people would they send to Pavalia thinking that, you know, hey, they, they've got to be sick? And you well, put them in this probably, island?
3: It would probably be they would send anyone because this wasn't the first time. Like the plague didn't just hit Venice once, it hit oh. it three times. Over yeah. how many like, years, Dan? Like fucking over like 300 years. Yeah, it's a wild over 400 man. years. Yeah, three to 400 years. Like first and, time in 1348, then you had another one in like 1500, 1600, and then you had the one that uh, you're talking about when they actually set up the 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 outside hospital, open air hospitals, was that was in 1793. So we're talking, so over that period, they, they, they estimate up to 160,000
2: victims, okay? Holy so shit. much so that some parts of the island are supposedly contains 50% human ash.
4: Well, we you think about it, you had a 17-acre island, in, so pretty small plot of in land. In the soil. Yeah, the soil, like the soil, soil comprised yeah. of burnt ash like It's fucking
3: crazy. I think there's, I think they've said that like archaeologists or, or people who have gone onto the island, that there's at least one, maybe two that they've discovered of like what they call plague pits and essentially where they buried or burned the dead uh, who died from the plague. Uh, <sighs> For
2: from, from
3: what I was reading though, like there's been,
2: uh, the thing that I had troubles with is like, cause you see those pictures and stuff of these plague pits too, but apparently there's no actual evidence that they've, exhumed any of these plague pits at any point in time in Povelia? They have at... Because, like, we talked about the lagoon. There's... How many islands is there? Tons, right? It's
4: like 50, yeah.
3: I mean, Povelia wasn't the only one. I think there's at least, like, two or three other islands that they used uh, during that time. So uh, we're not sure if those pictures
2: came from Povalia, but anyways, it's safe to say that those fuck There's plague pits there, right?
4: 150,000 dead and burnt corpses on a 17-acre plot of land. <laughs> it's insane. They're, like, again...
2: This is just rumors, but they say that there's still like remains, like bones that wash up on shore regularly.
1: And, and, but like I was saying to earlier, it's like, how many people would go to this island where you have so many sick people who maybe didn't have the plague? But well, you do now. Ba- <laughs> you do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> like, fuck. we're not rolling the dice. <laughs> no.
4: Yeah. So I, I, I know what you mean, brain. Like you, you just got a quick little sneeze. Like, well, see you later. Hey, forty days on Death Island,
2: buddy. You're sitting. You're sitting in an office space, whatever, waiting to get into your doctor's office, and you're you're socially distanced. You're doing your job. You're wearing your mask. But the fucking lady, three chairs down from you, just coughs. Excuse like, me. Oh no, I'm getting the fuck. I'm like, listen, we're gonna. I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. over to the other end of the room. I'm not taking my chances. Get this yeah, bitch in a plague office. pit right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, so following the following that the the. Poveglia Island pretty much remained uninhabited until like the early 20th century where the government actually repurposed the land in order to build housing and uh, facilities to house the mentally ill. Right before that,
2: Dan, sorry to interject, but I thought this was really cool. But apparently before that, um, Napoleon utilized the island to store a lot of his gunpowder, uh, his gunpowder and ammunitions. and they basically relied on the fucking ghost stories and its fucking like awful past to to ho- in hopes like people would fucking steer clear of that island. Smart. Well, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, how
3: cool is that? So it's a great idea. Yeah, it's a good it's a good way to keep all your stuff safe. Why not?
4: Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you stick all the gunpowder was- and everything else on a. Haunted Island with
3: 160,000 trapped souls. And uh, (laughs) I always thought it was really funny during uh, actually researching for this. It was like... um what they had the theories of what they labeled down the plague as when <laughs> the, the, the popular medical theories of the day as to what was causing the plague. You know, before we knew things like, you know, disease vectors, like Sodomy. things like rats and like rats and fleas. No, not, not even <laughs> the most popular one actually was, uh, was described at length at a falc- faculty of medicine at the university of Paris in 1348. The King of France asked these professors on their advice of how, um, what to do and where the plague was coming from as it approached the royal capital. And so <laughs> the, the doctors um, based their theory on astrology, which um, you know back then, and to some extent today, is considered a, a legitimate uh, scientific study. And they determined that the air of the earth was overheated. And corrupted due to a conjunction of the planets of Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter, which happened in thirteen forty five. Now, Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars back then were considered as, you know, were seen as hot and violent and corrupt in their astrological influence, and so therefore um, they kind of sit in the zodiac sign of Aquarius, which is a wet sign, a water sign, is associated with water, and that they this do make this, a point there. <laughs> and this, this wet air was like blowing across uh, Asia and from the, you know, cause they originally, you know, that's where they saw the kind of the disease like spreading from. And they felt like that was what was bringing in the plague and spreading it. A, that was so a astrological event was bringing the plague to them. Yes.
4: Makes sense. Hey, I mean, there's from back in that day, that's a, one of the better theories actually, I would say. <laughs> at least you can watch the planets moving and be like oh maybe
3: that might be it yeah <laughs> so i you know it's, after it's, napoleon it's, it's Mercury, had his bring yeah. the plague caused the plague uh after napoleon had his uh you know his dealings with the island then you had the actual <laughs> government in the earliest 20th century uh repurposing <laughs> the island as a insane asylum essentially. and um, now really the surviving buildings on the island itself is you can see the actual remains of that that facility. So pretty much like the, the most noticeable uh, buildings are the ones that are most intact at this point. You have a cavana which is a covered uh, covered shelter for boats to, to land at. You still have the hospital you have the parts of the asylum and then the probably the most um, recognizable part of the island is a bell tower uh, that sits in the in the middle of the island and kind of shoots up through the trees which are now growing kind of unchecked around the island um, now according to local legend uh, the patients in the asylum had, Often reported that they saw strange shadows and heard woeful wailing uh, within, their, you know, during their stay in the the asylum on the island. Yeah, We're, I would
0: are
2: say, we hey, w'e ready for some spooky stories.
0: Spooky stories. It's Spooktober. We're always ready. All
3: right.
1: ready? It, it's one of those things where it's like you're in an asylum. It's to me, I'm like, you're like, hey, why well, stayed there? I heard people screaming.
3: Like, well, you were in an insane asylum. You were kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're already Are you sure it wasn't you baby. screaming? Like the yeah. and you also, yeah, you're also in an insane asylum. So I heard screaming. I'm like, well, I probably would expect to hear screaming from if not me, then other patients.
2: Well, what like what's the time period here?
3: Uh, this is early 20th century. Yeah. So we're early. we're
2: treating people with fucking drills in their frontal cortexes yep. and shocking yep, the fucking happen. shit out of them. So yeah, you're gonna hear screaming. That's pretty normal. Speaking of, are you guys ready for Spooky Story? Right. Yeah. Spooky, spooky. Story. Oh, you to take my glasses off Burger. so you take them more seriously? Sure. All right. So in 1930, there was a doctor rumored to have conducted strange experiments on patients at said asylum. It said that he, would, he performed lobotomies with crude and archaic instruments and would avoid using any types of anesthesia and had little care for sanitation. It said that he saved his most gruesome procedures and experiments for special pay- patients or whoever he deemed special. He would bring these patients to the hospital be- bell tower like Dan was talking about. The reason why he brought them to this bell tower in- was in order to drown out their screams by clanging the bell. After years of mutilating his patients in the bell tower. He is said to have either been thrown or jumped off the bell tower to his death. Local lore states that a nurse walking to the boat to take her back to Venice following a long night shift heard the doctor screaming followed by a loud thud. She went to investigate this loud noise and what she ended up finding was a doctor laying at the base of the bell tower, somehow still alive. When she went to approach him to check on him, she noticed this eerie mist. Now this eerie mist blankets this fucking island at all times but the odd part about this is the mist started turning black and all of a sudden the mist started turning black and started funneling and twisting up in the air and came back down into the doctor's mouth and nostrils suffocating him then all of a sudden he was overcome by this black mist and when the mist lifted he was dead now it said That at night you can still hear the banging of this bell, even though that bell tower has now been repurposed into a fucking lighthouse.
4: Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck. At first, I thought you were saying he's gonna be possessed. It sounded like something like from supernatural, like the smoke wells up and enters (laughs) his mouth. Well, what if, like, you
2: gotta think, like, we don't know either he, you know, was dealing with his demons and the fucking horrible shit, the horrible shit he did and jumped off, or maybe something possessed him, made him jump off or something, pushed him off, and that same thing wanted to make sure they finished the job by suffocating him.
4: He's still he's still alive and kicking, so this angry spirit.
2: Yeah, it's not enough for this guy to be a quadriplegic with a massive TBI. They're like, we need to make no, sure this
4: fucking guy's dead. F- finish the job. Well, that
1: reminds me of so much of that like smoke monster from Lost that would like kill people, right? Like, go into them.
2: I don't know. I don't <laughs> I've seen Venom. Them. I remember the first person that Eddie Brock kills when he's- got the symbiote that's how he kills him Is he puts a symbiote it's like a jail guard and he like suffocates them with the symbiote it's pretty gruesome it's cool though oh but like a black smoke on the island like choking this, someone out hey maybe that's where they got the idea from because like povelia has been pretty popular like i remember i don't know if you know this dan but um in endless night the sandman graphic novel that island that it's based on is is povelia island Right. Yeah. 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 Like it's cool. They've done a lot with it in popular culture.
1: Well, you know, that could even be we could talk, you know, it being vengeful spirits where these, if he was doing these terrible experiments on these people, that, you know, this twisted island where there's so much death, it just like uh, manifested itself to basically avenge. Like maybe it's not even one soul or one person anymore, but it's like a, a culmination of like, all these people being put there and um to their deaths. Like
2: kind of like a Megazord of fucking
0: ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, so, no. So, as long as there's a cool, like, as a song where they all combine. Oh, it needs yeah.
4: a, an epic <laughs> <I story>. ghostly <laughs> that I'm sure. <laughs> With a good
2: fucking solo, guitar solo and shit. I'd be into it. Did, did Sparks fly out of him when he hit the ground? That's what we need to know. Because then we'd know for sure he got beat up by a Megazord.
3: I don't know. You yeah, have to read deeper into that story. I'm sure if you yeah, can find. Need, need I'm pretty sure
2: I found time. it on Reddit somewhere, so it <laughs> <laughs> might be
3: hard to find. Best stories uh, are fucking right. Um, so like like Andrew said, according to local legend, uh, there are some people who still report, some nearby residents still report hearing the bell that used to occupy that main bell tower, which is actually, but although it has actually been removed for many years, and even to this day, now the patients and the staff that had, had um, staffed the the, uh, the hospital itself and the asylum, they pretty much left the island, or it shut down. That that facility shut down in 1968, and then the you know the government, local government, let nature kind of just take its course. I think there there was a there was an attempt at a uh, uh, like a refurbishment at some point. Uh, oh, now, good but luck. it didn't really go anywhere. Uh, the government had actually attempted to auction off the island in 2014. Um, the highest build that bid that they actually received was uh, $704,000 American. That's a pretty uh, good deal for that. 17 acres. That's it?
2: I thought that That's was it. like the euro or whatever the fucking price was, but... I mean, even. I mean even it's probably then. even cheaper now. You look at properties in Italy, they're fucking... It's crazy how
3: cheap they are. Yeah, think, yeah I've been reading about that. People yeah, just like buying a- like crazy houses in Italy for like. Should we buy cheap. it? Should we buy an HC
2: Resort house?
4: <laughs> Should we all sell our stuff and buy this island? Yeah, I'm down. Imagine cool. doing a podcast yeah. from the island. This is amazing.
2: Oh, let's do our pod trip. Come on. Oh, That'd island. be fucking awesome. Can you I would definitely go somewhere haunted if it's in Italy just for the trip. Can you camp <laughs> on this food. island? I'll, whatever so, it takes. I'll die a happy man if I get to go to Italy. I'm in. Yeah, but we have to go to the island first before you get to see anything else. Oh, uh, no deal. No <laughs> deal. I'm out. Fuck no that. deal.
3: So the, the island itself has pretty much been sitting there uninhabited for the last uh, couple of years. And the only people who have really visited the island are those who are interested in the stories and legends and the reports of paranormal activity <laughs> that surround the island still cool. to this day.
1: Well, even in the in the 70s, didn't they basically shut the island off like down? They're like, hey,
3: no more visitors. Like, it's basically illegal to go there from what I was reading there. I think they still deny entry. Yeah, the government is kind of. Uh, labeled it off limits essentially yeah. and that uh, but it, i think it's more of like a safety matter not oh, absolutely like, you know, it might be about the ghosts it might be yeah. like the government knows about the ghosts but it also could possibly be because of the dilapidated buildings and the condition that they're in you know being that nobody's maintaining them and they could yeah. potentially have somebody walk into one of those buildings and have a ceiling fall on them you know or it could be ghosts that
2: old I mean, construction and that type of weather not being fucking like maintained that shit is oh like- yeah Leaky, I'm surprised
3: it's still standing. Leaky roofs, overall, like a hundred years, the place is yeah, decrepit. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, uh, you know, t- to my knowledge at this point, I don't think there's any real, like, there's no official tours to the thing. If you want to get to the island, you have to pretty much charter like a private uh, boat a to, to drive you boat, up there. Yeah. Right, Italy, you're you blowing it.
2: There. You are blowing it. You're selling your houses for fucking, you know, pennies on the dollar when you could be doing spooky tours. You could fund your entire economy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no even the like the fishermen and and like a lot of um people don't want to go there like they they are worried they don't catch fish around the islands they just steer clear of it because of all these legends of it being cursed and these ghosts so it's it's like as with the government basically saying don't go there it's it, it's kind of fueled this you know legend to take a life of its own of this you know one of the most haunted places in the world
4: yeah 100% now, before we got uh, we got some more stories of some people who have visited the island and some strange encounters they've had. before then, we're going to get grab a beer, have a break. We'll be right back.
3: So we t- we talked about how the island uh, seems to have accumulated a-, a reputation over the centuries for being uh, haunted or a place uh, associated with death or plague or pestilence, whatever you want to talk about it. Um, the thing is, uh, specifically with Pavely Island, it seems like the, the the actual haunting, like the actual kind of reports of hauntings and things like this, d- don't really pop up until around two thousand and maybe maybe early two thousands, maybe like nineteen nineties, I think. Actually, is what is this? Um, so when the internet started, kind of when the internet really or became, started rolling. became public. So um, before.
2: So prior to that you think it was more so just like local lore.
3: I think it was local legend. Yeah, it could have been a lot like that. And then it really I think Povali Island got its first real big break on the um the, the TV the TV program Scariest Pr- Places on Earth and if people remember so that you, show. That's how you know you made it. Yeah. <clears throat> if you make it to Scariest Places on Earth, well, yeah, you're you you're in the big leagues, dude. That's and easy. um you know that that aired in 2000 that the, the specific episode that had to deal with Poveglia Island aired in 2001 and so it, <laughs> once once you've made it onto a show that has Linda Blair as the is the host and the um the, the small lady from uh Poltergeist Zelda something you know can't remember you, name right you know you got head. yourself some <laughs> gold right there yeah Um, narrated by her and making it super creepy. Uh, Then you kind of had this kind of, it seems to be, at least according to one uh, one academic article that I was reading about, uh, it kind of snowballs from there. It starts there. And then you see in the next few years, uh, following that next several years, you have like in 2005, a lot of ghost hunting blogs started to kind of become interested in the Island. And then legend and rumor really took it from there and like pushed it to new heights, uh, after that. So then it kind of became this is this point of a very, you know a very large point of interest to people who are interested in the paranormal and the, the supernatural coming to visit the Island. Um, it, it, <laughs> so <laughs> the scariest places on earth one is, is pretty, is pretty great. If anybody like can, can look it up and find it and watch that episode, you should, because they, they brought in, uh, it's one of those, it, it was one of the special episodes that they brought in an actual family to come in and kind of stay the night, like an entire family. I don't know. It's like, it's like half a Family Feud. The scariest place on earth is nuts. It's like it's not like they put like ghost hunting experts in there. It's they put up they put a family, regu- like family that has people. no, just regular people in there. Steve
2: Harvey shows up. <laughs> they, did they swap the wives first?
3: No, they didn't. It was uh, it's it's like a uh, it's like a family. It was like the maybe three generations of a family. You had like the grandma. You had the mom. Um, you had like the aunt. Uh, then you had the uh. Like the cousin, and then you had like the, a son and daughter uh, coming in there, and 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 going in there, and they just they they basically just give them infrared cameras, which are staring through through the whole time, and um you know just at least one of them has like a a you know class one freak out the entire time, starts crying and and things like this. Now when they're in there, they report they reported seeing like during the show, um or at least like I think probably like two to three some type of entities that they encountered uh, during their stay there. Um, they said that there's at least one, uh, one entity that seemed to rattle chains and kind of, uh, you know, sit on one of the ceilings or one of the floors. Um, Jacob Marley, that, not Bob Cratchit, not Bob, <laughs> not, Bob not Bob Cratchit. <laughs> Don't bring Jacob this Marley. up. Oh, easy. Where's the chains he forged in life. Um, <laughs> And the uh, I think they said there was a spirit of a little girl that they believed that had been somewhat uh, protecting them somehow or something from some of the other uh, spirits that that inhabited the the, the area. And then, um, but probably <laughs> the most well recognized um, visit or well documented visit to the uh, to the island of Povelia is probably Ghost Adventures series, uh, where they, vi- they visited in 2009, uh, you know, with the, with their intrepid host, Zach Baggins, the best guy, well, obviously on the
2: internet. anytime, anytime you can land Bilbo Baggins fucking like third nephew. That's a big fucking, that's a big event, man. That's a big <laughs> star. You probably and, get him on cameo right now for fucking 50 bucks.
1: The early sh- seasons of that show honestly looked just like a green day music video <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> just,
2: like it's, uh. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. Well, September just ended. Somebody wake them up and make more shows. Let's go, buddy.
1: It's uh, that they're
2: still making shows. They're phenomenal. on like their twenty
3: second season. <laughs> like they've got plenty, man. Uh, but yeah, but this was early days uh, when they got it. I think this was one of the first ones that they did like internationally. Usually, they kind of stuck to the uh, uh, to, to America, uh, most like the continental United States, um, and then they went over to Venice, Italy. And I thought it was kind of funny uh, that um, you know during. During the shooting, um, you know, Zach Bagan was talking about this, this Island they had heard about. Um, they had been waiting. He said 10 years to get to this Island. That, that this Island had been a point of interest or had been some sort of ins- inspiration um, for them or kind of like a life goal to visit. Well, it's uh, one of the hauntest, haunted most, most haunted haunted places. places
1: on earth, Dan, and he's well, ghost
3: adventurers. They, they, right. And, and they were saying like, yeah, it'd been like nine or ten years. And I'm like, nine or ten years, you know, eight years. Scariest, Scariest Places on Earth came out in 2001. So that's like almost, I was like, so you guys saw it on Scariest Places on Earth and then you wanted to go there. Like you hadn't have heard of it before Scariest Places on Earth.
1: To be honest, though, in in Zach Bagans' defense here, I hadn't heard about it until we started looking into it for this. <laughs>
2: A, I, well,
4: I saw it suggested a few times, right? There's a lot of haunted places. Sure. You can, we can't can't
3: be at the forefront yeah, of but, every but single Zelle, one. This
2: is one of the most. This is one of the most.
3: <laughs> like I learned I learned of this island from Ghost Adventures. I remember uh, specifically this one because this is one of the um I most know, haunted like, places in the world. It is one of the this. darkest places <laughs> in the world. And it is referenced often in the later episodes of Ghost Adventures and th- their kind of lore that this is the place that I think Zach Baggins experienced his first full-on or what he what he claims is his first kind of full-on oh, possession. Ghost possession. No, oh. Ghost possession, erection. According yes. To yes. For a possession, well, Hot he,
4: ghosts. We've already discussed this in Cosmic Channels. They're hot ghosts. Possession with erection.
1: Now, if you've like this episode, you know, it's a good one. He, you know, the... the they're they're saying uh, they they learned some Italian for the episode, <laughs> like four um, words. Yeah, they use my energy and stuff like that, and they they're catching orbs, uh, seemingly going into people's necks, and all of a sudden they're they're fatigued and they're making they're going like that. Oh, oh I just can't You're continue on anymore.
2: Is it kind of like the old uh, fucking? You know, catching the orb while you're dancing. Oh, yeah. Got yeah, the, almost. Oh, got Except it goes into here. their back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> I, I'm, my energy is so low.
1: Um, oh, that's great. And then had Zach Baggins not let everyone know that he was possessed, it really looked like on that episode that he was just being a colossal fucking prick to everyone else involved on the show.
3: Yeah, he does. It he ghost. does uh, get almost. It seems to get almost physical with their uh, their cameraman, their bearded bearded cameraman. Um, you know, it seems to almost come to to blows where he kind of you know, steps up to him and and he's uh, getting well, he's like, get the cra- fuck gets, out of here! Yeah, get the, the, the fuck ice. out of here! <laughs> get the fuck out of here! It's it's definitely an interesting episode, and I always find that it's it's really <laughs> like they go in there. One one of the um, you know ghost adventures. If you're familiar with this series, you you know that uh, the crew often likes to bring with them uh, what they term trigger objects. Trigger objects being some type of object that they would um, use to lure out, for better term, like lure out or summon ghosts or entities to to come out and present themselves in order to be filmed or or something like that to to materialize or. Um, Know, be able to to, to to affect them in some way in order to you know to catch it on film or something like this so the trigger object what i found was really interesting for this episode what they brought was was a mask that they obviously bought at like a tourist gift shop um <laughs> you had yeah. a chindo essentially yes it was a, a chindo it was a what what zach baggins said was a um plague doctor's mask um a chindo a chindo
2: i just spit all over my keyboard there
4: it
3: is
2: Okay. turn sideways uh, <laughs> well
1: this one this one's the one Andrew was making fun of me for
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah if you're watching a live stream uh, Brayden is cycling through a, a number of his, co- his collection of, uh, of examples of what people would commonly associate or term plague doctor masks yeah. um, that is the common conception of, of what it is it is the um, uh, to describe it to people it is the a tight-fitting mask that fits over the face, essentially like a gas mask. Um, you have like the two lenses for the eyes, and then you have a long, elongated, almost beak-like, uh, you know, structure in the front. Which, uh, according to some historical sources, say that that usually this is what they, the doctors would pack with, um, you know, cleansing what what were termed or what were thought of as cleansing uh, herbs aromas or anything like that to to protect the doctors from the miasma, the toxic miasma that was permeating around plague victims.
2: (laughs) So let's, let's, let's create this mask. That's going to keep these doctors safe. Let's put some nice cleansing, beautiful, like fucking essential oils. Let's rub it down. Let's make it very safe. And and everything good, but on the outside, let's make it scary as fucking possible. As fucking yeah. possible. So this is the last dude. thing these people that are suffering see before they fucking die is this giant chindo-looking crow staring at them when they fucking take their last breath. It's a great idea. Is
4: the only way they got like air in is through like the, the long like beak?
3: I guess because um, they, they
4: they they thought it's like a respirator, right? Like they're thinking that yeah. like, if they do all this stuff to it, they're gonna stop the contagious germs from infecting the doctor through this fucking long yeah, nose I, I mean, the time mask.
3: now a lot of people would think that uh, some people would probably assume that this kind of the plague doctor outfit uh, spanned the entire time that doctor you know from the 1300s up until like the 1800s that you had doctors and wearing this traditional outfit of plague doctors but uh, most historians consider it's not the case like this 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 popular conception of the plague doctor outfit doesn't seem to really pop up until the 1700s. You don't really have this. There's a couple like there's not even really a lot of documented cases, uh, like written accounts, actual written and corroborated accounts of doctors wearing this outfit. That's because anyone Um, who got close died.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And those masks didn't do shit. And the masks.
4: Yeah. And the doctors also died.
3: Right. But there's also I mean, there's a ton of outfits that actually it it pretty much I think it varies really by by country and region, region, by what doctors were wearing at the time. Like that was that might have been what one doctor wore. And then, you know, you had other doctors that wore outfits that are super also super other disturbing outfits. And some of them actually look like, you know, pretty much like KKK. (laughs) Big, big white wizard hats. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, cover anything to cover the faces and the eyes. But back then that was revolutionary. I mean, doctors kind of, uh, you know, surgeons and barbers and whatever were recognizing that, you know, th- this stuff could spread from the patients and through the air. So, you know, it, they were trying to protect themselves. So, it, it, I mean, it is that thing. they're doing but- their best.
2: Yeah. I mean it's I mean, an improvement over fucking vampirism and whatever other, other shit they were thinking <laughs> was causing the stuff back in the well, day.
4: Vampirism was even was later on even, which is weird, like a reverted back. Yeah, that's bizarre. A reverted back to
3: that. <laughs> uh, so Zach Baggins brings this. Uh, this- <laughs> He brings this mask out, uh, stuffed with with uh, some type of herbs that he says. Uh, I, I'm not sure the traditional ones, but there, there's grass. It looks like there's plant matter stuffed into the nose. He brings this out
1: after he's already been possessed once. Right. He <laughs> claims possession. He he literally sits on the floor and he goes, "I cannot leave this place. The rage, the rage And then they drag him out. and He's like, "Oh, I feel way better." And then he's like, "Let's put on this mask. Get more spirits summoned."
0: Yeah,
4: that's that's a logical thing to do. I mean, you got,
2: you got yeah, possessed once, rage.
4: put on the mask, go back in for second. Like me when I'm angry. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. So they take they they definitely take that mask, and he goes out to where they where they think that the plague field is or they one of the plague fields they figure this is the area that um you know perhaps uh, some of the victims had waited out or you know during their their time in being quarantined this is where victims had died from the from the plague or perhaps even some been buried alive and this was probably be the most likely place that you would have encountered a plague doctor uh you know a doctor that had been on the island for some reason so he's walking around the um uh he's walking around the the field, uh, you know, in his in his Italian, you know, uh, like Serun Doctore, Serun Doctore, you know, and like <laughs> Serun Doctore, he's like, present yourself, show Serun yourself, doctore. show yourself to that camera. And he's saying that in English, <laughs> um, which is. I always, I always find it really interesting when people go, um, you know, American ghost shows. American ghost shows go to other countries and they try to communicate with ghosts in English um, where it's like, okay, um, if they more recent ghost, maybe they might understand English. But I would think even a 14th century person like who spoke what we think now as of English probably wouldn't be able to really understand what English is today. I, I, I will think. say this.
1: One of those guys pulls a Zell. And says like, I want you to hurt me <laughs> was, like in Italian. And I was like, I read this sometimes. I was like, Whoa, what?
4: Wait, I never go that far. I'm okay with the possession taking over my body, but don't hurt me.
1: Leave me alone. You once said I open all portals to the gates of hell. Take me. Yeah.
4: Take I, me I open I the am. portals. I'm not encouraging them to just beep the hell out of me. <laughs> well, you're
2: encouraging something. Or Zell. maybe
4: maybe you know, that's you do what I'm missing.
2: A while you're doing it, so
4: maybe that's what I'm missing. I'm missing the chindo and begging for pain. Maybe that's in how you. Italian. That's how you get possessed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive that they went to that length. Like I, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm I just, impressed. yeah, I just homework. really
3: thought it was interesting that they're like, okay, they're using Italian, but I would also assume that a 14th century Italian wouldn't necessarily be able to understand like a modern Italian. Like uh, when they go around asking in Italian. Uh, you know, use my energy, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, so... Yeah, I'll give them credit. Energy, whatever. The
2: only and Italian like, I know is from fucking Sopranos. So <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Hmm. and I and they're like, use my energy from that camera or use the camera battery's energy. I'm like, they wouldn't know what that means. <laughs> what the fucking yeah. These uh, yeah, uh, these ghosts have been there that long, uh, so I always I always find that interesting. And and some ghosts, ghosts. I, I mean, shows, they
1: do but. catch disembodied voices and um, seemingly, like, mist rolling in and movement on the camera that they say uh, is potentially apparition. So they, it's not like they left there empty-handed. I mean, they did, you know, claim to see some things. And And watching the show, like, at points, they're genuinely freaked out.
2: Empty-handed, you got fucking Bilbo Baggins getting possessed. What are you talking yeah, about? Oh no, empty-handed no. for
1: evidence. <laughs> come on, for evidence.
2: That's evidence. What <laughs> more evidence do you need?
1: Yes, I, 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 yeah, you're right. You're right.
2: Yeah, come was, on, man. He definitely smoke wasn't I mean, being
1: a dick, and he was. He was probably breathing some of that smoke demon. from From yeah, now well, on, whenever I'm an asshole to have... you guys, is because I'm possessed. <laughs> it's easy out. I'd say so.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, and it's a it's a very interesting episode. Now, the Ghost Adventures crew are not the only people, and probably not the most recent people to visit the um, visit the island. I know I watched a couple other YouTube videos of kind of like your your touristy adventure guy bros going on the um, going to pavilion. If Tim island.
1: Scullion hasn't gone there yet, I don't care.
3: I don't care <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, I but haven't
2: you- seen any evidence on the fucking Samsung Samsung tablet. I soon like I'll uh,
1: believe it when I see some of Tim Scullion's ghost pictures
2: on a extra
1: large Samsung Galaxy tablet.
3: I'd uh, say so. I thought it was really interesting that they go through some of these things and uh, some of the YouTube videos. I know at least one. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they uh, they, they walk into this run room, room and they're like, "Oh, this must be some kind of grill of some sort," and it's it's a large cylindrical. Uh, kind of mechanism and it's got a bunch of like uh pulleys and, and gears and stuff around it and i'm like that's a washing machine <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that's a washing machine i'm like some kind of grill and i know they're kind of be like oh you know this is the crematorium and I was like no dude that's that's a <laughs> no, washi- dude. that's a hand crank. that's a pretty much like hand operated like industrial washing machine like that's what it is <laughs> that's that was really funny um people sometimes get to these places and they kind of jump to conclusions a little bit. And I feel like, you know, if you care, if you go onto the Island, characterizing it as some type of like evil vortex, like that's, that's what you're going to get. You know, that's where your, where your mind's going to kind of to flow to. Um, There's so many spirits there that it clouds your
4: judgment. So much negative energy, (laughs) dead spirits, trapped (laughs) spirits, tortured spirits. You can't think straight.
3: Yeah. You can't, you can't tell a washing machine from a grill. Like,
1: well, even if you start to look at, like, say, like the the what is it, the stone tape theory, right? Where it's because, you know, maybe you are people are hearing these bells and they're seeing these apparitions. Be- just because there was so much like trauma on this island that you know is, you know, they say the the ground the soil is fifty percent human ash. Maybe we're seeing something that we don't see in other places because of that. It's that like the island is you know, so much human remains that, that built it, that you, we are seeing these operations and these, you know, e- energy is not like in other places, just cause it's so condensed. Like, and we've talked at length before about, you know, going to these um, certain places and there's just a heaviness in the air. So for me, I'm like, I wonder if some of this can't be attributed to like a, a stone tape theory, because even in the show, like, uh, Ghost Adventures, and I've seen other YouTubes where they they seemingly hear on the enhanced audio like screaming in the distance or a yell, uh, and and part of me just wonders if that's you know not just the Earth remembering right, like
2: these. I want to call an veil, audible per though. se.
4: Call an audible. I,
2: I want to call an audible though. I don't. I want to let's ditch the, the the stone tape theory. I think I want to move to the Ghostbusters two theory. The goo. Yeah, just a, just an ooze of the purplus running underneath New York City. So it's the same thing. That island is surrounded in purplus. Just purple per plus. fucking. Goo.
3: Yeah, man. That's what, that's what it looked it's like, anyways. Flowing around in some kind of yeah. underground cavern, and Pavelia yeah. Island. That's what. Cherry. Sure. So, but you're
1: like, love just love. the death and suffering that would have happened.
2: Jackie on Wilson. <laughs> that's a great fucking song,
1: Dan. Pavelia Island. Like it, I it, say, it's 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 honestly
2: unmeasurable. It's ghost. Yeah, it's a Ghostbusters two theory, Braden.
1: Right? I I like it. I like it a lot because yeah. there's he, the ground is literally human remains in some of these spots on this island.
2: Fifty percent, up to fifty percent. That's fucking bananas, man. According to local legends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I
4: mean, you could do some math.
2: It's Spooktober. Hey, listen, we we get rid of all logical. Reasonable thinking here. It's Spooktober. Sure. It's paranormally activated. It's
4: fifty percent people. Shit is crazy. <laughs> okay, well, Dan, we could, Dan could do the math. You could find out how much ash a charred human body could produce, times it by one hundred and sixty thousand. Find out so the square you're be, footage. Square footage of the island. <laughs> what's what's the what's the dirt made out of? Like, is it is it like a, a an actual like compost dirt, or is it more like a sand?
2: We can nah, we can figure. human remainders.
4: A human remains <laughs> is approximately four
1: pounds on average. For, yeah, per, four to eight pounds per body. Pounds. Per
3: body? Yeah. Per yeah, average human. So it's like somewhere between four, four to eight, four to six. Or a woman is four to six. Average man's body four to
4: eight. Oh, so wait. I mean, we got like we got eight hundred thousand pounds of human ash ash on this fucking island. It's only seventeen acres. That's a small plot of land. So I mean, I mean, fifty percent. I mean, how deep we talk? Obviously, there's way more dirt than just the top layer. But the top, let's say the top few feet, I give it to him. Just that much ash is all over the place. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say in in
1: sections, in sections of this island, that I will 100% agree that it's 50 up to 50%, yeah, yeah, maybe they had the more. Pit, and like
4: those pits, they have big burn pits or like just yeah something. Yeah, I would say it's. I mean, 17 acres. That's small, man. It's like, that's your like that's your like cul-de-sac. There's <laughs> like ten you know, there's like twenty houses. There it is. With the with the yeah, I'm sure at the you end.
3: wouldn't have to dig deep to like on the island itself to find uh human remains. Like if, if you know if if it's been used, it was documented that it was used as a you know, a, what did they call them? Lazarettos or whatever, the open air yes, hospitals. Yep. Yes. Um lazarettos whatever, and the it, it that is part of history, and if you dug down in there, I, I would actually like to see the. I couldn't find it when I was researching, but uh, more about the construction of the actual asylum that had been on there, and whether they had found remains when they had probably been you know excavating for the foundations of the buildings. Like, I don't think there was any mention of finding any human remains in there. But then are we, again, are we entirely sure that there was
2: actually an asylum there? Because I feel like there's a little bit of there. There is an a,
3: there is a sign that still. Uh, that that there that indicates like that there was a psychiatric ward, ward. Or, a, or like a psychiatric it was a hospital of some Which type. Which most hospitals have, right? right? So, but I mean it, it's
2: Spooktober, so
3: definitely yeah, definitely definitely insane a, a asylum, asylum yeah, the whole thing <laughs> it just adds to the lore.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: and then you add that like you had a doctor there that was experimenting, with, what maybe not even experimenting with lobotomies, but like just performing them, like it that's an unbelievably Fucked up procedure in the first place to do to people, Um, and so you know. And from what I read, it's like some of the things he was just he was just poking and prodding to see what, like
2: you know, where you would twitch. I'm going to cure this person. How you going to cure him? I'm going to touch his fucking brain.
4: You touch his brain.
2: That makes sense to me.
4: I'm going to take this little little ice pick. We're not going to talk about feelings.
2: You guys want to talk about feelings? Stop! I'm going to crack this dude's head open and play with his brain. Let's fix it. Um, He's got the melancholy.
1: so my my final thoughts on Pavalia Island i le I lean heavily towards that because it has such a rich history of the like of being basically a dumping ground for people with the bu- bubonic plague and then you know it being well known that they would just send people there like healthy or not, you're not sure you're gonna you're gonna go there to basically you go there to die like they they say forty days, but it you know not a lot of people. Uh, we're coming back after that. Uh, and then you have, you know, this lore of the this insane asylum, a doctor perhaps maybe doing these experiments on people, stories of fishermen pulling up bones and human remains and, you know, uh, cursing fishing vessels. When you go to this island, you're already primed. Like your brain is primed to basically accept these things. And I think that's a huge thing with... The paranormal is that you have to go there with some sort of belief or like ex- expectation uh, because I think part of whatever gives these things power comes from our conscious thought as well. So when you go there, you're already primed because there's this rich history. Right. And then, you know, you stay there at night. Night's already fucking scary enough. So you have all this. I'm sure there's a heaviness in the air and just knowing that you're potentially walking on 50% like human remains. I mean, it would weigh on me. I would be thinking about that. I'd be like, this is so fucked up that everywhere I step, there's, I'm probably stepping on someone's remains that once existed. So I I think this is just a perfect area where people can have experiences because you're already like mentally primed going in to expect these things. And it, it, it then gives it power and then not only that but maybe y- y- your senses are just heightened so you're even looking for things that you would normally not notice because you're almost expecting it so i i 100 agree that this place is probably one of the most haunted places on earth without a doubt just the pain and suffering that went in there it's
2: per- plus theory buddy
1: you're right ex- exactly so it's it's for me, you know, you he, there's there's tons of tales of people seeing white apparitions, you know, a, a heavy mist kind of always being in the area. I, I believe wholeheartedly that this place is haunted, and and if you truly want to have a paranormal experience, this would be one of the places you go to have one. Um, do I believe that Zach Bagans got possessed? No, I think he was just being a fucking asshole on camera <laughs> and, uh, they played it pretty cool after that. Uh, but it, it's, it's a, it's a spooky, it's a spooky place.
3: Has to be beginning to it.
1: That's my final thoughts.
3: Perfect. Uh, go for it, Dan. I, yeah, I, for my final thoughts on Poveglia Island, I think it is a, uh, it is an Island rich in history. Um, I thought you were just going to stop with it. You know, it's an Island.
1: <laughs> it's an <laughs> yeah.
3: Island. It's an island, uh, and it, it definitely has that air of spookiness where it is, it, it, it evokes a type of, um, you know, it, it's perfect and ripe for rumor and, and for legend because it is a, it is an abandoned island, uh, with this, you know, this picturesque bell tower sitting in the middle of it that, you know, is, it's, it's, pre- it's Practically looks untouched, and then you have the the rest of the island is just like crumbling down slowly, being reclaimed by nature, trees, roots, and stuff growing into these, uh, you know, ivy taking over the the major buildings and things. And so, yes, it, it definitely looks uh, super creepy. Uh, but then I and if people say, well, there's all this 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 suffering and all of these things that happened here, and I'm like, yeah, but that happened on a lot of places in. Europe like it, it happened all across Europe and that's why there's so Pavilion, many it's only places one in of Europe. the most <laughs> that's why it's only one of the most haunted place one but, of them. one of the most one um, of the most but Pavilia Island is not the only like we said before Pavilia Island was not the only island that was used as a uh, as a quarantine station there were other islands that were like that and then you have you know at least half the population of Venice died to the plague um it's oh, crazy i don't hear a lot of really strange not yet but maybe we can look into it about the uh you know the, the paranormal activity that happens within Venice itself like you you hear some things about you know you have the, the Rialto Bridge and things like this local legend but you don't hear a lot of like haunting stories ghost stories and then again it could be you know go along with Andrew's uh, theory that Italians aren't scared of anything. And so they don't really care about the ghosts. They're just like, Oh yeah. Ghosts. Like yeah, I was just, it wasn't worth mentioning. Yeah. This place <laughs> is super fucking haunted. Like, <laughs> whatever. But, maybe,
1: but maybe it's one of those things, Dan, where it's, it's just part of their culture. That like, yeah, ghosts are around. It's, you know, leave, leave them alone.
2: Yeah, and what the
3: I would say, and then I'd say, yeah, except that the Catholic church is, you know, the Vatican is right there and they do it's the exorcisms. Enough. They dictate, they dictate the proper procedures for exorcism. So I would think that they'd be kind of interested if there were ghosts. <laughs> like, um, maybe that's
2: why, maybe they just bring their problems, to the Catholic church, they exercise <laughs> the demons and this house is clear.
3: <laughs> um. So I don't, I don't necessarily feel like Pavilion Island, like a lot of the legends and stuff. I mean, there's only one or two legends that are really associated with it. And I feel like it's not, it doesn't carry some of the, the weight or those stories don't really cover some of the weight or maybe the cooperation or things like that, that that really jump out to me as this. This definitely claims the title as darkest place or one of the most haunted places on Earth. Like for me, I was like the the stories that come out of here, it's based off of like maybe two television programs, kind of. And then after that, it's kind of you, you you don't really see anything else. Um, so a lot one, of
1: local legend.
3: A lot of, yeah, just a lot of local legend, which is like kind of, you know, you think about back to Andrew's thing that, you know, the witch that lived in the house two blocks from the school. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't, I I don't feel like Pavilion Island so much as haunted as it's just like a, a, just an abandoned island, which is creepy in itself. Would you camp over? Oh yeah, Sure.
2: Oh, yeah, sure. He's he's fine. Fucking, no, big day, yeah, no big deal. Like, no big deal. No problem.
3: <laughs> I mean, it looks nice. I, like I said, it's a picturesque, like, nice little island out in the middle of the Man. Venetian
0: Lagoon. Until like, the fucking, sun it looks goes fucking down. dope. It does look pretty dope.
1: If we go there, we'll have to get in full ghost attire, ghost hunting attire, which is. I'm all not going there. Black leather looking like we're on the Matrix or Blade. No.
2: Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not going unless I get a proton pack, baby. That's it. Well, I can bring <laughs> proton packs. <laughs> All right, then just fucking do it. i gave you two
3: you. bottles of Pert Plus. That's <laughs> all I can do.
2: Well, are you bringing more spooky
3: bad juju to the fucking juju place? No, you only juju bad juju if you give it bad juju. If you give it good it's, juju, then it's good it's juju. It's going to
2: dance for you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Play a little Jackie Wilson and make the shit go. walk. Yeah, okay, I get that.
4: All right, I'll go... Re- no. Okay, you, go ahead, you, Zell. Yeah, we'll, we'll let Andrew wrap this one up. I think when like we talk about a place like this, I mean, I personally think like you have an energy, like you have a life force, right? You have a consciousness. So when you die, what happens to that? So like if you, like if in a regular, like regular life, people die every day in the hospital or, you know, at at home or whatever, but there's not, it's not like concentrated in such a small area. So I think back when this plague was ravaging this place on multiple different occasions and you're getting thousands of people dying here a month and their energies are trapped and maybe like I mean, there's no way to prove this, but maybe energies can linger for so long, but they dissipate. But if there's multiple of these negative energies trapped simultaneously, like, like you have a thousand people dying a day. In this agonizing, terrible death, their hands are rotting off. They've swollen fucking, they're all swollen. Like their spleen, like it's the worst fucking, fucking disease. everywhere. Yeah, it's terrible. So you have these perpluses flowing. Yeah, boys. yeah it's disgusting. So all these like, this is tortured, they're tortured by a disease and by the thousands, tens of thousands, 160,000 people. So if that, if say you do have energy and there is more to just like, oh, you close your, you, you know, light to turn off and off you go. Maybe there's more to that. So if you go with that down that avenue and there was this much death in such a small place and it's like residual. So if there's that many people dying for that long, maybe it takes so long to dissipate. Now, so this is hundreds of years ago. So do I think, like, does the energy dissipate? How long does it take? So that's what I mean. So, the like, the local legends, I think, when all this happened, I guarantee if you went back in time to, like, 1700, 1600, no one's going to the fucking island. They're like, that place is, that place is so fucking haunted. And then as the energy slowly dissipates, the legends kind of fall off. And, uh, you know, in the West, Hollywood, uh, we have a very good knack for finding stories and sensationalizing them. So, I mean, having a guy be possessed on camera or claiming to be possessed, I mean, that, that gets views, man. That's a pretty successful ghost hunting show, so. Do I think it's haunted still? Probably. There's probably, like, it's. there's probably some deaths that were worse than others and there's probably some spirits trapped there. I never thought, Zale, I, I want to add one thing to your theory
1: because I never, ever even thought of this before, but that Potentially, this energy that's left has like a half life. Yeah, right. Where it's like, yeah, I was, sh- you know, maybe it was the residual energy of this place of these tormented souls. In the sixteen hundreds, was if you had readers that could read this or devices would be off the fucking charts. And now it's just like you know, it's 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 a little higher than other places because so much time has passed that the the earth and the areas had time to heal. But back then. Maybe it was like a you know full of Pert Plus. Yeah. The rivers were flowing pink, flowing like the rivers
2: of Babylon, boys.
4: Yeah. So that's what I think. I think <laughs> places like this. Uh, that's a uh, that's my thought. That's my theory. Andrew, what do you think? Besides Pert Plus,
2: I'm getting back. Like, well, I got to expand on the Pert Plus <laughs> theory. All right, all right. But anyways, first of all, before we get to Pert Plus, let's bring it back to the beginning. What do we had? What did we have at the very beginning? Pert, just Pert. No, before the Pert. <laughs> For the Perp Boys, we have an abandoned octagonal military base. Oh, shit. What happens throughout, throughout time right after that? Oh, I don't know. A giant mass grave. Plague pits everywhere. 50% of fucking people soil. Okay? And then you go ahead and let's just mix in an insane asylum. Yes. If that's not... Mm-hmm. The fucking paranormally activated triangle of fucking doom. I don't know what is. Come on, boys. That's, this is the perfect triangle of fucking spooky business. Yeah. Like that. Come on now. You're just asking to get paranormally activated. That small area with that much fucking. 17 acres? acres. Yeah.
1: I, I 17
2: agree. acres of fucking PERT plus a flowing. Come on. I agree. All right. And then. You look at then, then now let's let's take it all the way back. Let's take it to recent times where you have a country that's selling off its property for fucking pennies. Just like yeah yeah we can't afford our economies our economies in the fucking dumpster. Have this beautiful fucking um, Mediterranean front fucking property for five dollars. It's yours. Take it. You have this beautiful abandoned island. Yeah you know what it's a fixer upper. It's a fixer upper. I'm not gonna lie. But you have this beautiful piece of fucking property that. Any billionaire would be all over. Like, let's be honest. They would be all over that shit. Land. All right, let's turn it into Land. Let's put an amusement park on this fucking thing. Nope, it's still abandoned. Nobody's doing anything with it. Good reason. Like, that's some heavy shit. They tried to auction it off in 2014, and they... And uh, apparently the guy that bought it, some rich-ass guy, ended up... He, the, the Italian history, historical society or something or other came in and was like, no, you can't sell it. It's, it's history. It's a historical landmark. We need to keep it. And then, so the guy ended up pulling his bid because he wanted to run for mayor of fucking. Well, we, we, we brief, briefly, briefly touched on it.
4: They just, the bid was nowhere near high enough to make it worth the sale. So they said, fuck that. We're out.
2: Yeah. But still, well, if it's better than nothing, but anyways, I don't know. I just, it's a lot of bad juju in one place and in the spirit a Spooktober, I'm going fucking ten out of ten on the Spooky Specter. Sp- oh yeah, spectrometer. without a spooky doubt on the spectrometer. Yeah, I'm just 100%. giving it. I, I'm giving it. I'm giving it that. I'm not going to spooky it. spectrum. I'm not going to say it's just some random island with a bunch of fucking history like everywhere else in the world. Where, yeah, you know what? The soil I'm standing on right now, somebody's died here. I bet at some point in time. Pretty sure it's not paranormally activated, but anyways, it's it's go ahead. It's scary. Bunch of per plus. Boom. Oh.
4: I we will camp there one day. One day, one, one day we'll get there.
2: I mean, In, can we just make a trip of it though and have a good fucking? Let's get some gelato. Oh, there's, well, there's time.
1: gonna have to do.
4: We're gonna have to do a couple other things if if too. You need like, some I, I gotta see the
1: Coliseum
4: <laughs> If we don't, uh, if we don't get possessed on the island while we're camping, we can go to all the other cool shit after. If we don't get after. possessed, <laughs> aka
2: if Zell doesn't get possessed, he's gonna pout the whole trip. And <laughs> then he,
1: and then when we tell him he ruined the trip, he's gonna be like. It was the fucking
0: demon, I'm telling you <laughs> ah, It was It was the demon, I, it wasn't me <laughs>
4: <laughs> Alright, we got something popping up here
0: file,
4: baby
2: Hmm. All right, we know the. I know I don't have to say it, but I'm going to say it. These things, you know, at the beginning of these things, It happens to a friend of a friend of mine. It didn't happen to me, but I got to say it in the first person, or else it's going to sound like a shitty story. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. to listen to that. You have to, right? Nobody wants to listen to a fucking third person story. This is a first person story. So this particular event takes place in a, in a large city on the in a coastal town somewhere, like you know, a climate like British Columbia. We could say. You know, not quite as big as Vancouver. A little bit smaller than Vancouver, but close. Actually, you know, bigger than Vancouver proper, but not as good as fucking the Vancouver area. Anyway, okay. Gotcha. Large area, up and coming. This particular call comes in. Unconscious male, approximately 20 to 30 years old. Uh, by- bystander states patient is not breathing, unable to find pulse. Okay. That's boogie. Hop in the ambulance. Make our way code three. It's in the you know I want to say twelve thirty one o'clock in the morning. Busy night. Going out. Now we're going to more of like a deep residential area. More almost borderline like rural. Borderline rural, but there's lots of houses. Anyways, oddly enough, as we're cruising by, we see another ambulance parked on the side of the road. And you can see them. They're working on a car that's crashed into this. Just looks like they've careened off the road. Um, And you have a crew digging them out. Kind of give them a quick wave and keep going. No big deal. Our call, about five minutes down the road. Pull up. You can see a bystander sitting there pumping on somebody's chest outside a running vehicle. So get in there. Right away, check for a carotid pulse. This person has a carotid pulse. Look at the bystander. You can stop CPR, please. Like, that's fine. He's got a pulse. You're... Breaking his ribs. No reason for that. Thank you very much. So right away, look at my partner. I'm like, let's grab an OPA. Let's slip an OPA in. Let's start bagging him. Get me a sat. Find out what's going on. Check the pupils right away. Because right away when you see somebody with a strong pulse, no respiratory rate, you're kinda, your mind kind of jumps immediately to look to... Look to other signs of a possible narcotic overdose. Right. So, chicks' pupils, pupils are dilated. Okay, weird. Might not be a narcotic overdose, but still we start bagging him. Okay, sats are coming up. That's good. You know what? Could there be another drug on board? Potentially. Let's go ahead and push some Narcan and have a look and see if that works, because we don't really know what else is gone. We've already checked his blood sugar. Blood sugar is normal. No signs of trauma and anything like that. So kind of kind of running our NYD, not yet not diagnosed um, protocol. Push a little bit of Narcan and all of a sudden, respiratory rate starts kicking up a bit. Not quite conscious yet, but he's starting to breathe. Awesome. Give him a little sternal rub. You can see he kind of grabs at your hand, but stays down. Anyways awesome look at the per look at the bystander and you're like hey like so what's going on do you know this person what's the plan you know what's going on tonight like no i'm the neighbor you know i came over to the house because the music's way too loud and i wanted to go knock on the door and tell him to shut the fuck up and as i was approaching i found this guy passed out in his car out front okay and then now that you've had a kind of sec okay this guy's got a respiratory rate sats are okay but we still have to bag him he hasn't come back he's still unconscious but but we're okay. We're, we're in a good position here. So you have a second to talk to, you know, the bystander and have a look around. And it's, you know, it's a big house. And then you kind of realize it's kind of bizarre. There's like fucking, you know, 25 cars parked outside this place. It's a big house. And you can hear the bass. bump womp, bump womp, bump. And you're like, okay, like, that sounds like fucking dubstep. Like, gross, but okay. <laughs> you know, and I looked at the bystander. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe the music's so shitty it killed him. Like, just trying to make a joke. Didn't land wasn't funny anyways so i'm like okay are you comfortable here he's got a respiratory i'm gonna go inside because this guy doesn't have any id or anything like that his vehicle or on him i'm gonna go in the house see if we can find out what the hell's going on my partner's like yeah all by all means go in walk up the steps into this big house and you know kind of look around start yelling nobody's answering that's bizarre whatever okay so continue throughout the house lights are on though it looks like people have been there we have a fucking bajillion cars outside I make my way out to the backyard. And when you go out, this is somewhat of a rural area. It's got this giant backyard. And as you can as I'm starting to approach, there's a big deck, and on the deck you can see all these lights, and that's where the music's coming from. So you know, you step out on the deck, and there's a fucking stereo system just fucking pounding. Awful music. <laughs> but anyways, pounding music. And it's, you know, it's 1230, so it's pretty dark. It's the middle of summer. And you go out and you start looking around. And All of a sudden, you kind of just pity your stomach. You're like, holy fuck. Like, you see this long, which looks like a long buffet table with these mounds of something. You can't really tell exactly what it is. It kind of looks like sand. But around this place, you see like two, three, four people just laying on the ground. You're like, what the fuck, right? So right away, I get on my mic and I'm like, you know, give my call sign. I'm like, we need at least two other cars here. Code three, potential you know, potential mass overdose situation. You know, they're outdoors, so I obviously, you know, I don't think it's some type of CO poisoning or anything like that. So you get out, and all these people are presenting the exact same way. Bounding pulse, dilated pupils, zero respiratory rate. What? All right, so I'm like, right away, I'm like, I called my partner. I'm like, I need to come back for equipment. I need another BVM. I need another oxygen tank now. So bomb through this house, grab another BVM, grab another oxygen oxygen tank, and grab another kit, and I run out there, and as I start bagging the... So I go up to the first patient on the ground, bag him, go to the next one, bag him, go to the next one, bag him. So right now I'm circulating between four patients, giving, you know, one breath as fast as I can, and going to the next one, trying to get their oxygen saturations left. Within eight minutes of doing that, I have another crew, and I'm like, great, we need to get some, I need you guys to hop on one of these patients, you know, I'll take two, you take two, bag them. And then to the other person, I'm like, you need to drop up as much Narcan as you can. I'm like, go straight to a milligram, go straight to a milligram of Narcan right away, push it. I don't care. Usually we, when we start with our Narcan, we usually start at 0.4 IM, we move to 0.8 IM, and then maybe we'll go to an IV and then push 0.8 through IV. I'm like, I don't give a shit. We're going straight to a milligram. We need to get these people up as fast as possible. So boom, push, push, push nobody's coming up. And as I'm begging this person, I kind of look up back at this table because I'm like having a second to kind of understand what's going on. And you look up and I'm talking, these are mountains of Tony Montana fucking stacks of cocaine. Like, like Mount Everest cocaine piles here, like huge, like I've never seen, right? And the next, you know, another crew shows up, another crew shows up. And I'm like, great. I'm like, you guys take over patients. I was like, I'm going to go take a scan. Right now we have five patients, but we've got close to 20 to 25 cars out there. And I'm talking right now. It It's literally like, and it's almost pitch black out there. It, this turns into a fucking Easter egg hunt of narcotic laced cocaine overdoses. By the end of this fucking scavenger hunt, we ended up with fucking 32 patients. Holy shit all overdosed. The per- The car that crashed into the pole was a person that left the party early that had already used. Overdosed, crashed into a pole. The RCMP ended up pulling a guest list, as best of a guest list as they could, and went knocking on doors and ended up finding people overdosed in their house that left us party. Holy I think God. altogether we had 45 patients.
4: So mounds of cocaine
3: laced with... Laced with fentanyl, fentanyl yeah. yeah Figured... It's apparently, to get these big piles. I was like
2: <laughs> apparently, this was a local gangster's house that was hosting this party, and a lot of rumors circulated around this area that it was a poisoning on purpose. Oh fuck! Yeah, why on that they cut purpose? it with fentanyl on purpose to take out this person?
4: Just just but, to get to one guy, or one person?
2: I mean, it was pretty remarkable. It. it in this situation like this, unfortunately, you can't save everybody, but I'm pretty sure we saved I think only we, we only lost about two or three people, which was like surprising. At the end of this call, there was about 75% of the city's ambulances at this situation.
0: Holy shit.
2: Yeah, it was fucking wild, boys. It was it was pretty crazy.
4: Ooh.
1: That's insane. Yeah. Talk yeah.
4: about Spooktober.
1: I, I just, honestly,
2: it's to me it's crazy that I just couldn't even risk doing those kind of drugs now. What's it's it? Ru- it's Russian roulette, boys. Yeah, That's what it is nowadays. Or Rutland roulette, as we like to call it.
4: <laughs> That's wild. Stay off. Scary. Hey, scary. If it doesn't grow, f- if you don't know where it grows from, stay away. If
1: it grows okay. from the if ground, it's-, it's probably okay.
4: I mean, Coke does originally grow from the ground, but... Not today's. Countries and countries away. <laughs> <laughs> and through uh, COVID... Pandemic border restrictions has gotten even harder to get real drugs like that across borders, so people are resorting to a whole bunch of crazy shit. We have, I think, more overdose deaths than COVID deaths in British Columbia since the beginning. We do. Like that's that's we do. that's, that's
2: a problem. We're dealing with two pandemics here right
4: now. Yep. Wild, wild times. Be safe out there. If you are gonna dabble, try and get them tested. All right, this week's theorite or should I say theorites of the week, we got to give it, we got to split this up. Plus an honorable mention. We're going to give it to Noah and Gregory from discord for putting together our spooktober intro. Noah with the video, Gregory with the music and uh Burmeister with a little help on the editing, but we, you know, Burmeister gets enough, gets enough credit, you know, <laughs> we'll, 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 it what was a group effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honorable mention Burmeister. So thank you very much. Longtime supporters on yeah, discord it's awesome it's amazing it's groovy we love it love the music spooky love the video it's awesome all right and if you're not supporting the show and you want to get rid of those ads support your favorite podcast early access all the other goodies have to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast this week's newest supporters Yermwolf, Roy Rogers McFreely Joseph Miranda Donovan Jay Soul Iced Inc Luca Delago Enrique Pimetel And last but not least Andrew Earnhardt Thank you very much For supporting the show
1: Woo And as we always say At the end of these things Keep those eyes On the skies
4: See you in after hours Hmm.